Hi guys, welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Diane Pulliam, and I'm so excited to have you on today. We met actually at a dance class and I don't know, you said something so nice and then you said something about your fashion line. We followed each other on Instagram and here we are today. Thank you for coming on. First of all, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing great. I just relaunched my brand for the season. So I'm just like super excited. I feel like I'm kind of like on a high just in a go. So yeah, it's been really good the last few months. That's awesome. Well, great timing to record this show then, which is Yes, it really is. So what defines your lifestyle? go with the flow and in some instances but really I try not to take myself too seriously and I would say just being focused too like I'm very focused on my goals and my ambitions so that's something really important to me and and I just always incorporate my goals and everything into my lifestyle the things I do like with just that in mind so just a very goal-oriented driven person I would say I love that and what's your star sign I'm a Scorpio. Oh, interesting. Nice. And can you talk to us a little bit about your background and what got you into the fashion world? Yes. So I've always been in love with fashion since I was a kid. I went to private school my whole life, so I never was really able to express my like fashion sense like during the week on days that we could like express it. Like I just would love those days. Like those were my favorite days. I really wasn't confident enough to get into fashion, like to go and just take that leap to actually go to fashion school. Instead, I I wanted to do like the business route and just go into business school. So I did that. I graduated UMass Lowell with an international business degree with the mindset of having my own brand and just being an entrepreneur. I started in banking. I started as like a teller and just worked my way up into mortgages. And then that branched out. And I'm currently a financial analyst right now. So I've just been in the finance industry last like 10 years. (laughs) So that's kind of like what finds my fashion dreams at this time. And I hope to, and this is like my goal, but to actually just dive in completely into the fashion world and actually do that like full time and just take it head on. But for now, um, I work like nine to five um, as an analyst and I do my fashion like at night, you know, when I put my son to bed, like that's when I'll do like my cutting and sewing. That is so cool that you have both kind of that creative mind and the logistic mind. How has that helped you in your overall career and I think just being very detail oriented I think that's just super important like just being having that finance mind like so I'm I'm pretty good with numbers and it helps me with the business side of it you know staying Mm -hmm. organized and staying on top of you know how much I spend on things and analyzing things like that and just being just super analytical like I am just super detailed so comes to like fashion I mean fabrics and things like that like I like to research the different fabrics and you know I like have to get a bunch of samples and really feel them and everything so I think it really it really balances because sometimes when you're creative you're kind of like all over the place you know like you have a lot going on in your mind you know you want to do a lot but I think that um, analytical side like keeps me grounded and keeps me a little bit more focused on the goal at hand and what I really want to achieve. 
That totally makes sense. I love that. And in your childhood, mm-hmm. say when you were 10 years old, did you think you would be where you are today? Yes. I remember telling my cousins, I'm going to work for Baby Fat in New York City with Kamara Lee Simmons. Like, you know, that's back when it was like a really big, you know, like Baby Fat was like my like favorite brand at that time. I remember like to this day, like saying that to my cousins, like I'm going to move to New York and I'll work at Baby Fat and <laughs> things like that. And it's so funny because I really did see myself in the fashion industry. Certainly, that's definitely where I wanted to be. It's just so crazy, like, how it all happened, how it just all flowed. And yeah, I I definitely always saw this for myself. It's just so funny how life is cyclical and how you start with this passion as a young child and then all of a sudden you're living it. And do you ever feel imposter syndrome or how the heck did I get here? How do you deal with that? All the time. All the time. Um, I'm the type of person, like, I'll reach a goal and I don't even soak in the moment because I'm just so focused on, like, reaching the next goal. Like, just lately, I've just been thinking, like, I need to just soak this in. Like, I am doing everything I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm in this trajectory. Like, always felt like, I don't know, like, it could never be me. Like, no, like, I'm not that good. Like, no, it's... It's just so crazy, like how much I have doubt of myself, but then like I hear other people like say like, oh, I love your designs. I love that. Like, oh, you're doing such a great job. Like I grant granted, I I really only started this like back in 2021 and I feel like I've come like a long way and I, and it just, it's a lot. Like it doesn't, hasn't really hit me because I'm like, I just have so much more to go. Like, yeah, but now I'm really starting to just soak it in. Like, no, like taking this moment because it's gonna get real and it's gonna get busier (laughs) to soak in this beginner you know success that I'm experiencing as someone new in the industry so Mm -hmm. it, it is it is crazy to think about Yeah, and I can totally relate to that feeling because being so goal-oriented and kind of having a vision in your life and then you realize looking back like you are living the vision that you envisioned 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 months ago, it's that weird feeling of like, okay, I'm doing what I want, but what's next? And like, how do you keep yourself grounded? And how do you really take in that moment? I have been just like meditating a lot lately and journaling. Journaling has really like helped me. Yeah. Like I've been doing that consistently every night and that's really helped me just like take it in and really like make note of like my feelings and my accomplishments and just taking a step back and and really just accepting what it is and I'm I've always I've just always been that person that just looks ahead looks ahead looks ahead looks ahead I just can't help it I'm always looking towards the future and it's hard like it's hard to stay in the moment but yeah really just that's my new way of staying in the moment it's just journaling and um just making note of everything I feel now and one day I'll look back like on what I read I never read what I journal so but one day like I I will and I can't wait like to see like 
you know, the comparison. It's crazy. I also use that tactic of journaling and I've been practicing mindfulness and meditation, which is hard for someone like me because I'm like, always go, 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 probably like you too. But the writing has really helped. And I like what you said about looking back at yourself in a few months, a few years and being like, oh my gosh, I have grown so much. And looking back to say your childhood self, your 10 year old self, what would you tell her? stay confident. I would say that a hundred percent, like stay confident, like don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so critical on yourself. I feel like I'm my own, I'm my worst critique. Yeah. I, I really, I critique myself so much. And, you know, sometimes like I, I would say comparing, parent, comparing myself, you know, it's, especially in this day of social media, it's just mm-hmm. so easy to compare yourself to someone just like you and your stage, your age, you know, your yep. race, you're in the same city. And, yep. you know, I feel for all, especially in Boston, like, I feel like a lot of people just like have a grind and, yeah. you know, and I admire so many people that do that. So it's, it's, you kind of compare yourself to like, oh, I, I should be doing this, this too. So that's something that comes with time. Just like, oh, just letting it be and know like your time is coming. I've accepted that, totally. but I would talk yourself like yeah just just be confident stay true to yourself and like it's going to happen like believe I've I've always been really big in manifestation like since I was younger like really thinking and and believing and I'm going to do this and um just seeing my life and just truly believing in myself it's it's just crazy looking looking back yeah. That is beautiful. And I'm all about the passion, the manifestation. That's what this podcast is all about. And even meeting you at that one dance class a few months ago, I feel like you emulated a really wonderful energy. And I feel that. I feel that through the screen. I feel that through your words. And you seem like a very confident person. We know it's everyone's a work in progress, but I, I totally feel that from you, which is amazing. And I want to get into your brand. So tell us yeah. what your brand is and just talk to us about how it all began. Yes. So my brand is Satel. It means it's her in French. And I mainly do like women's swimwear. And I've gone into like custom clothing too. Um, like I'm wearing like a top right now. But um, I love making clothes. So that's kind of like I'm transitioning into that. Um, but I love swimwear. So I've always been in love with swimwear. And the thing about swimwear is every time I would go out and get a new bikini, it's just like, I never liked the style. I rarely liked the styles. Like I'm the type of person I kind of like want my bikini to stand out and, and, you know, just look different. And I feel like it's just like all these bikinis I would come across in the stores. It's just like, I never liked the patterns on it. I never liked the designs. It just, it's just so kind of basic there was just no uniqueness to it so like bikinis has always been a thing like if I come across like a really nice bikini like oh my god I would like cherish it forever like wear like so many times I don't even care like I just love it so um bikinis has always been my thing and I always knew I wanted to have a bikini line um and like I said I always knew I wanted to have my own business and I wanted it to be that so um fast forward to like 2021 I'm thinking about okay like it's time like I'm making more money now um I can actually put this dream in motion I can actually 
really fund this dream now, you know, now that I am, I have, I'm at the financial phase where I can't do this, you know, have extra money to do it. So, um, but like manufacturing was expensive and I just didn't have that kind of money. And so I'm like, okay, well, I do want to design, like I could design and make them. I feel like having a handmade, you know, um, product, I feel like that adds like a really nice sense of uniqueness to it. And so I um, reached out to the seamstress out and where I am in Lowell. And um, I was taking sewing lessons from her like once a week, once a week, taking sewing lessons from her, just teaching me basic stitching, um, making tote bags, making, we made like a, a dress for my birthday, making headbands, just making simple stuff and just practice, practice, practice. And I really love like working with her because like she's like a very hard, stern Greek lady. Like she will yell at me. <laughs> and, like you messed up, like very like a perfectionist too. And, and I need, I need that. Tough love. Yeah, I needed that. And I'm a perfectionist too. So I loved it. And but she never taught me how to make bikinis or anything. So on the side, I would just look up YouTube videos on how to make a bikini. And so, yeah, like I made my first bikini and it literally took me like three hours to make like no joke. It took me three hours to make and I just kept messing it up and I was just getting so frustrated and so stressed. And I'm like, oh, my God, do I even really want to do this? Like, I've been here for three hours like oh my god this is so frustrating it but like after I made it and like I completed it like it was it it would look like crap but it it was put together like it was a bikini and I just I will never forget that feeling like, it was just the best feeling I was like nah this is it like this is what I want to do like that sealed it for me and yeah. I still have that bikini to this day like because I just know one day it might be worth something <laughs> but um yeah like that that sealed it for me I knew that this was my passion I knew I wanted to do this and now like it, it takes me like a half hour 45 minutes like to make a bikini like very quick wow yeah. that's insane yeah it's it takes me like not a long time but at that beginning time I was like oh there's no way I could do this you know what I mean like that imposter syndrome like no way I could do this this is so hard like so difficult like I can't do this I'm not cut out for this and then after I finished I was like okay now nah, I can do this <laughs> it'll get easier that is an amazing okay. story. And how would you describe your brand for people trying to envision your whole style and look of the clothing that you make and the bikinis you make? I would say like raw, unique, um, sexy. I really want like I really want women to feel like confident in in my swimsuit. Like I really love like the small like triangle like style with like the thong bikini like that's really like that's it that's true to me like I just love like kind of showing my assets like in a bikini like I've always been like that and um I I probably get that influence from like the Brazilian um like bikinis and stuff like that my dad is like lived in Brazil and I had like a lot of like Brazilian influence from that and like not be like every bikini you see in a store just have like a sense of um uniqueness to them yes and definitely we'll plug your instagram at the end but seeing yes. your bikinis on instagram and your whole line i i do feel like it has its own zest to it yes. and it's very sexy like you said but it's classy at the same time and just different yes. because it, it's um I've never really described other bikinis before, but you're right. Everything's very basic in a sense, has the same patterns or too much pattern or just like 
same cut, but yours are very unique, which I love. And how are you really emulating body positivity? Because I guess to play devil's advocate, we could be like, okay, not everyone has this figure or this form. And how are you really sending a message of inclusivity? Honestly, like, ideally, I would love like all women from from all shapes and sizes like to feel confident like in my bikinis and like some women some women who may be bigger like they will like feel confident like they are they, they don't care about that but I am um, planning on releasing bikinis with more coverage you know like this is my staple and like I just feel like I have to like master my staple first before I move on to yeah. like the different types of patterns and that's a common comment I get is like oh I love it but do you have one pieces or do you have you know pieces that just have a little bit more coverage and it's like yes I'm working on it they want some more coverage and I want to be able to have a product like that so that is something down the line I'm making so I could just target more women you know and I, I do want people everyone to feel inclusive to my brand for sure like that's really important to me in general who would be say your dream photographer or dream model that you would work with uh, I would say like dream model like Rihanna like I'm just like yes oh my gosh <laughs> like Savage Fenty X and like yeah. her whole her whole thing cool but like I just envision really just being on like paper magazine or something uh. like you know like Vibey like that yeah. like you know they're a little different I just can see like Satel like fitting into that type of totally. vibe for sure totally yeah. and what is your overall vision for your brand we were saying you're very goal oriented and there are always mm -hmm. levels to goals but what is kind of the overall big picture that you're really striving for my overall big picture is I do want to expand. So I do eventually want to bring in a manufacturer and take my business to another level, scale up a bit and go from there. I I don't see Satella as like a brick and mortar, but I do see it in like um, boutiques, like say in Miami, Vegas, Cali, you know, Paris, London, like Brazil, you know, those place, hot places, touristy places with beaches and all that stuff. Like I envision being in boutiques. I envision fashion shows, fashion weeks, like across yes. the globe. Um, I envision, you know, magazine spreads. Um, I envision, you know, styling, um, you know, artists, you know, them wearing my stuff in music videos and things like that. Like just culture. I, I really envision like just being implemented in that way and yeah like that's really where I see it in in the next you know one to five years is kind of going global <laughs> that is amazing I love the ambition <laughs> totally yeah. feeling that and in general would you say the fashion world is all it's cracked up to be is it as tough as you thought it would be what is it like I mean when I granted I started in 2021 and then like soon after like I have people like from New York reaching out like oh would you be able to come for a pop-up um I did like New York Fashion Week back in September and someone reached out to me to do that and like it was like oh wow like people actually like see my stuff and like are feeling it like that's really good and 
I think um, one, if you kind of got something different, then people are going to see that and they're going to want you, you know, you to be a part of their events and things like that. So I, I think it's a, so far, it's been a great place to network. Um, but I think also it's a, it's, people will take advantage of you too. Cause you know, you're up and coming, you're new. So you're going to meet just so many people that can offer you so many things. So that's something that I have to be a little bit more wary of and a little bit less naive on mm. who I work with um, and at what cost, you know, mm. figuratively and literally. So I think that's like really important um, just to keep in mind. But really, it's just like, when you know the vibes, you know the vibes. Sometimes yeah. you know people and you can get a sense but I just think networking wise I think it's creatives really do I think really want to work together and everything so I've, I've had a great experience so far so far so good but I'm still in the beginning and, and I hear all the time and I was speaking to someone when I was at this Vegas expo like they're like it's really hard like I've wanted to quit so many times like been in the industry for like 20 years it's just wow. like one of those things you gotta just keep up with keep up with keep up with it's ever changing I mean like with brands like Fashion Nova and things like that stealing young um small businesses designs and stuff like that like someone who's a young entrepreneur a young fashion designer or whatever the case may be and they have like a unique product and it's like a big brand like Fashion Nova or something sees that and like kind of steals their design and idea and that's something that I've seen frequently and it's just like oh my gosh like that would really suck like that would really really suck to experience and like I feel for them so it's kind of cutthroat in that sense the bigger brands will, will you know they got the money they got the resources to easily do that so I just think like just staying true to like yourself and like the things you you know your vision totally yeah. and let's talk about fashion ethics or politics yeah where do you stand on that because a lot of fast fashion like you're talking about fashion nova shein all these crazy places they manufacture in china they steal all these designs what is the rebuttal to that how do we fix that right no it, it i feel like it's just gotten way out of hand and it's like you'll scroll on Instagram too and you get these ads and it's just like all these different boutiques and it's just like it's like all the same like the same type of things and it's like oh my god like the mass fashion is just like insane it's insane and it's just like anybody can just kind of like make a brand and, and design something which is great you know to have such easy access to create something but it's just like where is the uniqueness where is what what sets you apart you know from these these bigger brands it's it's really hard to stand out nowadays I think because I can make you know this halter top um and sell it for let's just say twenty dollars but they can get it on chain for five dollars right <laughs> and it can come like really quickly so it's just like how do you set yourself apart from you know a place like that that just marks clothing so low but granted what sets you apart really is your quality because mm-hmm. sheen fashion nova their quality is trash literally you feel it it's trash you wear it a couple times, you see the seam ripping. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and then when you go places, it's like you see you and like three other girls wearing the same thing or yeah. something.
think being a fashion designer, like, it's kind of cool because you're like, you can go somewhere and be like, oh, no one's going to have this. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And I am so into fashion. That's why I think, too, talking to you is so exciting for me. But I I was out the other day and I was like, it feels like the Gap Revival. Like, everyone is wearing the same thing. It's like the mom jeans with the white sneakers and the crop top. The world is copy paste that we're living in. And I also feel like maybe you'll see this too. We had this client who has a daughter in LA and she was like, why does it look like everyone is about to go on a hike in Boston? <laughs> and I was like, you're not wrong. We're, okay. we're ready to go on a hike. Yeah. Or go near a North Face or hiking boots or um, bad LL Bean and things like that. But I guess the point I'm trying to get across is you're right. It's hard to find unique and people who really appreciate the brands. And then on the other hand, there are brands that mark things up crazy and it's not yeah. great quality. It's the quality right. you're getting from Sheen, but it's like, I don't know, 2000% marked up. So it's right. really hard to find the quality and the uniqueness. And maybe that's because of globalization and TikTok yeah. and Instagram, but how do we fix that? <laughs> That's the thing. It's just like, I feel like it's just wildfire, like how it has, like a, like a beast, like you can't tame, honestly. Yeah. Like, especially with TikTok and everything, like just promoting all these, you know, big fashion brands. It's hard. I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know, but I just still, I do love like that you know, people are staying true to like fashion weeks, you know, you've got your fashion weeks where people invite, you know, small designers, get their names out and things like that. Just there's still platforms for us, which is great. And at the end of the day, if you stay true to yourself, you stay true to, you know, your quality and everything and just like your brand and what you, what you put out there, it's just, it's, eventually going to be noticed and people will appreciate that mm-hmm. people will appreciate real people who really love fashion totally really don't like shop at sheen and really don't shop at like pretty little thing like they really like rather shop at you know lesser known um stores or boutiques yeah. and things like that and help yeah helping you know people with the smaller names and yeah those people yeah will be noticed regardless yeah, totally. And honestly, the most embarrassing thing that could happen to me is showing up somewhere and the person wearing someone else wearing the same exact thing yeah. that I have on. And maybe that's just a me thing or a fashionista thing. But honestly, it happens a lot. Like I go out what? and that person has the same thing as that. Like it's all it's like we're the same person. <laughs> and that's really common out here in Boston. Like I just feel like a lot of the girls like dress the same out here like we need a just... fashion school lesson yeah yes like there's just no like when you go to new york like I know. that's what i love about it like because people know. dress different like in la dress... in la yeah i've never been but just the same way like in paris too like yeah. they really dress like them like them they don't dress like to fit in i feel like out here in boston a lot of women like dress to kind of fit into just the Boston vibe the Boston look and yeah like I just 
I just wish, like, you know, we kind of had a little bit more fashion sense. We need spice. Every time my we mom and I spice. go out, we're like, oh, <laughs> we really need to prep it up here and just, like, we step do. it up. Um, it's so funny. And then from a sustainability standpoint, yes, all this fast fashion and all of this mass production of fashion is really honestly just killing the world um, yeah. and just sustainability and our environment. How are you trying to solve that? And how are you going to combat that as your brand grows? So I try not to buy like more fabric than I need, honestly, like because you can waste like it's just so easy to waste like especially when you're like trying something new and you right. want to experiment like you want to like oh my god let me get like a bunch of yards but it's just like then you kind of don't really like the feel of it or maybe not like really the look so you're like stuck with like yards of like something you don't even care about and it's just like what are you going to use it for and I'm sure there are places around here that will accept like you know like extra fabric um yardage and things like that but I just think like being mindful of that like you buy what you need and then if you need more like do more because you really like you're cutting a lot and you know you're sizing and you may not get your sizing right so it is really easy to waste and so I did that in the beginning like I just bought way more yardage than I needed and I'm just like I'm over this fabric I don't want to do anything with this fabric anymore but I have it and I don't want to waste it you know but I'm kind of over that fabric. So I've learned my lesson with that is just be mindful of that. But sustainability is really important. And that's why like I'm currently researching more fabrics like that are better for the environment, you know, swimwear wise and clothing yeah. wise. And that because that's that's important for and sure. Swimwear is interesting too because you're literally immersing yourself in water so you can't do just the standard I don't know cotton or like no yeah to get something a little more um abrasion resistant and I know all this stuff because I actually sell commercial textiles contract textiles so it's all kind of in the same world of fashion and just understanding the types of fabrics and things like that so it's just very very interesting to get into the nitty gritty of it. And also too, I've seen a lot of things online about the health of fabrics and fashion, like a lot of things actually like from Lululemon have a lot of um, the um, chemicals and like polyurethanes and things that are actually really bad for people to put on your skin. Yeah. So it's all kind of interesting to see that because a lot of these things you're putting in places where you don't want to absorb all these chemicals. And I think like for our generation, I really do think that we really care about that stuff. Um, yeah. Like we're, we're opening our eyes to things that we put in our skin and so on and so totally. forth. And that we actually do care about what we're putting on our body and we're making changes and forcing people like in, you know, putting them on notice, like, yeah. oh, like yeah. we're not going to be wearing your things anymore because you have X, Y, and Z in it. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I think it's just like really important to hold these big brands accountable because at the end of the day, like they, we are like, we make them. So they need to stay true to like us and what's good for us and the environment and our health too. Because at the end of the day, like it could be their, you know, children wearing these products. Mm-hmm. And would you want like your children wearing something that's toxic? Like, no. Yeah. So I think just holding these places accountable are, is just like super 
super important. And I think that's why, like, being a fashion designer, just having that, like, as your forefront, like, not yeah. like my products are, you know, natural and all that good stuff. Like, it's just will get you noticed and will totally. really be appreciative down the long run, regardless, like, how small or big. Yeah, I think that's so important. And there's so many aspects to every industry. And it's like, what are we talking about? But it's also like the things that we're not talking about that we should be talking about that will set smaller brands aside, which is so interesting. I was wondering too about your perspective on just the trends that are coming out. Mm -hmm. Do you like the trends? Do you not like the trends? What is happening in that realm? <laughs> um, well, the one trend that I love that's coming out is the bell bottoms. <laughs> oh, bell bottoms. <laughs> I, I love that. like that's coming back. But um, like swimwear wise um, and like women's wear wise, I kind of like where we're heading. I mean, I think that a lot of brands are starting trying to look different are really trying to stand apart now instead of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being basic. And when you go into department stores, though, things like that, like, it's the same. It's just, like, very, like, dry, very basic. But I am seeing these brands kind of waking up and doing things different. Like, I went to Urban Outfitters, um, like, the other day, and that was the first time I've been there in a really, really long time. Um, and I was just like, oh, like, they're getting a bit unique. Like, I really like this. Like, you know, they're kind of like just doing things different, but they do incorporate like a lot of like brands, like different type of brands and small brands, things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I liked it. Like for my brand, like the whole silver metallic, um, bikini I had, like, that's a new trend, like that I saw, like some, like more, um, like plate, uh, some spots are doing now with like a little skirt. Like, I think that's just so dope. Like such a good look. And like the black leather, like, like, like that is like new too. Yeah. And, um, I think I think we're heading in a good direction, like kind of like a more like, um, I don't know, I, I can't quite put the word, but I think the direction that we're heading in is, is good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, because I feel like there's this whole wave of kind of like the 90s, the mom jeans, the, that type of trend. And yes. And whole other wave of maybe more like the leathery and the more edgy kind of look edgy yes that was my word I feel like we're really heading in in like an edgier time yeah yeah Yeah. it's good it's all good and it's interesting because like everything trends are cyclical so what we're seeing now we'll probably see again and like you said the bell bottoms are coming yeah like it's all gonna start to come back, <laughs> which is exciting. And for your clothing line, what types of clothes are you really inspired by, or people, designers that you're inspired by that you're really gravitating towards when you are creating your clothing line? Honestly, like Rihanna, like everything, like her <laughs> Fenty, her Fenty line, a lot. Like when she did her collaboration with. Um, Puma. Yep. She like came out with this this tracksuit and it was just like a red velvet yeah. tracksuit with like cross on the side. Like dresses. I love going out dresses. Like that's like my thing. I love the nightlife and I love like dressing up for the nightlife and I love dressing up for like a really nice dinner. So that's kind of like 
what I love making. Like, I love making outfits for when I go out, like, for dinner or out with my girlfriends. Yeah. This whole movement of dressing down, being casual, especially after COVID when everyone was sitting in their pajamas and leggings, is kind of at the forefront now it's like how casual can I be and go to work still and I'm like oh gosh we don't need to wear the leggings and we don't need to wear the sneak like we just need to like pump it up a little bit <laughs> like I I was talking to someone and they're like you you kind of are looked down on if you dress up too much in Boston I'm like I don't care I'm still doing it <laughs> I think that's crazy like I, think- I just think we need to level up no absolutely like I've been going to the club out here and it's like oh my god it's so sad when I see girls and like it's the gap revival I'm telling you (laughs) what is happening no like dressing up just gives you such confidence and just makes you like feel amazing and like like dressing casual can give that same feeling but I just feel like if you're going out like take advantage of it like dress up like dress have a to moment impress. yeah like where have we lost that whole dress to impress thing I think like the mm-hmm. younger generation like I don't need to impress anybody like this is me this is my style like I'm gonna it's cool for me to dress like this and I'm and I I, I can't relate because I will forever love to dress up Same. I love wearing heels Same. um I love like wearing dresses yeah like I love yeah. that I will never get old of that and Same. like even for dinners like I I love taking that opportunity to dress and like you know, I, and I like the looks I get, you know, when I do dress up because it is rare, like to come, you know, to see like, you know, a lot of women like dressing up out here for dinners mm-hmm. and things like that. So I love that. I think I think it's appreciative, like especially by like, you know, like maybe like my generation and like an older generation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the younger generation, I feel like just does not care for it. All. <laughs> it's all very interesting for sure. And yeah. it's just like hilarious to see because Boston's a very, as we know, college town. So we see all these like super young people. I mean, I wasn't there too long ago either, but it's just so funny to see. And I grew up in the sticks, like the middle of nowhere, New Hampshire. And like, I was still dressing like this. I was like driving my tractor dressed like this. (laughs) I just, I guess I've always had that like string of like fashion sense and being a diva, but it's kind of fun to find fellow people who care about this too. And it just have a glimpse into the fashion world because it's yeah. so dynamic and it's also very similar to what I do in design and furniture. It all connects and what you see on the runway a season yeah. later, you're going to see it in the H&Ms and Zara and mass fashion. And then a season yeah. later, you see it in interior design. And all of a sudden I'm seeing the fur and the Valentino pink in furniture yeah. and fabrics and it all starts on the runway, which is incredible. And just like the movie Devil Wears Prada, have you watched that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like what she was saying about the sweater and how it all, it's just a sweater. It's not just a sweater. It started on the runway and it started to trickle down all the way to the regular day consumer. So all these Mm -hmm. things that we're seeing have a, have a point where it started. So it's really interesting and origin. So that you really wanted to share about your fashion brand that you have been working on or things that are coming up in the future. Um, I would say coming up, I in June, I um, am going to have my products sold in a Miami um, mall. 
Wow. At a store in Miami. I did that last year and it went really well. Like, because obviously Miami is like the mecca of swimwear. So um, I like took a risk and I'm like, oh, let me do that. And it ended up like, yeah, I got some sales and I was like, okay, I need to do this again. So I'm doing that for June. My products will be there for like a couple weeks. And um, in July, I signed up like to do um, a show during swim week. So. Stop. Yeah, amazing. I, ha- I had to. It's just like that imposter syndrome, like almost like got me to like not do it because I was just like, oh, I'm not ready. Like I don't yeah. think I can do it. Like it's two months away. Like what? But I'm just like, oh, I can do it. Let me just do mm-hmm. it because I'm mm-hmm. so many people. Um, it's like it's it's called a small boutique. Um, small boutique like fashion, and it's like you know business owners out there that are gonna be seeing my product and maybe we'll most likely what I hope is that they'll come and be like, oh, we want your stuff in our store. And like, that's my goal. So you know what? Sometimes you just got to like do it, push yourself and just say F it (laughs) and just take the leap. And so, yeah, I'm doing that in July. And um, other than that, just really working on a manufacturer. Like I met a manufacturer at this expo I was recently at and I really do want to take it to the next level. So just starting that process is really like my next, my timeline for like the summer, I would say. And just so crazy because this time flies by so fast. I know. But it's crazy. It's already like really, May. Yeah, it's May and like June is, I feel like it's tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> crazy. Insane, insane. Especially as a creative, I feel like time doesn't exist. Like it just like all of a sudden you created your first bikini and then all of a sudden you're like talking to these manufacturers and it just keeps going and going because as a creative it's hard to turn off because you're always being inspired you're always thinking about the next the next thing and just what's to come and it's just hard to turn off a final thing if someone's listening and they're kind of nervous about starting something new getting into a new industry starting something that probably wasn't on their radar but they just Mm want to dive in what is some advice that you might I would say don't confide in in everyone I would say confide in like one person that you really really trust and that you're really really close with that you know can give you great advice um because you are going to like doubt yourself so I really just say like discuss it with someone like for me it was my mom um that that one person that I could confide in and be like I really want to do this I'm just like and you know you're nervous like it's really nerve-wracking to start something new because like the judgment you know oh no one's gonna buy this oh I can't do that like what like I'm I'm gonna look crazy like these are just all these thoughts that like I think like and it's just so silly like to think them but they're real thoughts and um, just confine in someone that gives you a lot of confidence and just reassurance and honestly just do it. I feel like for me, I wish I did this a long time ago, but I just never was like confident enough to do it. And I was like, oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, just made up a bunch of excuses, right. but I've always had the vision and I really could have just done it. But I would just say, just do it just do it once I started like confiding in my mom like I was like okay boom I got a name boom I'm, I'm doing the LLC boom I'm taking so in essence it's just like all just one after another and yeah. and, and that's just kind of how it goes it's just like don't stop just keep going keep going and keep building so um don't get discouraged and 
just stay true to yourself and what you really want. Like, I don't think um, money is a good motivator because that will dry out quickly. That right. will just like, you know, make you, it, it won't, it won't be a long lasting dream, but do it for like, what's your purpose? Like find your purpose and the feeling that you want to feel and you want to make others feel for your product or your totally. service. And um, yeah, like just freaking do it. <laughs> that is great advice. And I think too, a lot of times, successful people they're like oh just don't tell people your goals keep it a secret and just keep it in because you don't want people to take your ideas or anything yeah. like that but I like how you said confide in one person who you really yeah. trust and who will have your back because then that creates accountability like yes. you said the LLC you know starting a bank account all the things you yes. need to do to start a project or a business it keeps you accountable and it's a little scary to say these things out loud and just talk it through but I do believe that it's good to confide and one, two, three other people who Absolutely. have your back and keep you accountable because then it's like, okay, it's out in the world. I need to kind of follow yeah. through. Absolutely. And it gets lonely being a creative oh, because so you just lonely. have so many ideas in your head and you yeah. don't want to share because literally for ridicule or you don't want someone to take your idea and right. you just kind of show them. But really, like, it gets lonely and you get two in your head, you know, yes. if, if you move like that. So yeah, just confiding in like, just like a couple people, I think really yeah. makes a difference. And really, like you said, it really does hold you accountable. And it pushes you because yeah. it's like, shit, I already said it. I'm gonna <laughs> do it so I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so true. I love the way we're ending this conversation. Okay. And finally, how can people find your brand and find you and connect with you? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, it's at c.est.elle.collection. That um, is my handle on Instagram. And on TikTok, it's just at Citel Collection, all one word. Um, and that's really the main places I'm really starting to like pick up going on TikTok more and posting more. And eventually, I do have a YouTube. Like, I, I oh, want to cool. start a YouTube page and um, kind of get started that um, showing some things on there. So Exciting. eventually, I have a YouTube. But yeah, Instagram and TikTok, you can find me. And yeah, like, it's been such a pleasure, like speaking with you. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate your time. And I feel like I forget when we met, but it was a few months ago. It Maybe was months yeah, a year ago. A, almost a year ago. Yeah. Honestly. But like yeah. even since that time, I feel like I've seen your brand grow so much and you like do so much, go to these shows, go to these expos. And I'm like, whoa, this girl knows what she's doing and is figuring it out. And so I'm so happy to have you on my show. And I can't wait to record another one in a few years and see yeah. where you're at. Kind of like the journaling. It's like we can look back and be like, whoa, <laughs> yes. which is I exciting. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in. I so appreciate your time and would not be where I am today without you and your support. If you leave a comment or message, a review, that would mean the world to me. Go tag me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle to see more content. And if you want to see more details from the show, go visit my website at lilygraceyork.com to see the show notes, live links, etc. Thank you again for listening in. I so appreciate your time and effort that you've put into my community and to make it what it is today. Have a wonderful day and I cannot wait for the next episode.